Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast. Sam Ferris here. And on this week's episode, we chat to Australia, New South Wales, and Sydney Sixers champion off-spin bowler, some call him Gary, others call him the GOAT, but we're going to call him Nathan Lyon. But before we hear from Nathan, a quick reminder, the summer is not over just yet. The Marsh Shepherd Shield and Marsh One Day Cup competitions are right at the pointy end. So to be sure to watch the live streams and follow the live scores and breaking news on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app over the next few weeks. Meanwhile, Australia's women's team is in New Zealand. The Kiwis scored a thrilling last ball win in the second T20 International to set up a series decider. And there's a one-day series to come. The Scoop Cricket Podcast will keep you up to speed with what's going on. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that's the housekeeping out of the way. So let's hear from a former groundskeeper, Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon, welcome back to the Unplayable Podcast. How's it been back playing with the New South Wales Blues? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. Um, it's been quite enjoyable, to be honest. Uh, this is my first full season of Shield cricket ever. So um, to think that's it's quite quite strange. So it's been really enjoyable. Um, some challenging moments, but uh, no, we're, we're tracking okay. At the Blues, as we record, second on the ladder, and you are the competition's leading wicket taker with 33 in seven matches. What's been working well for you this summer? Um, I think just the opportunity to play some field cricket and just uh, go back to basics and just really enjoy my cricket. Um, I wouldn't put it down to any any set thing there for my being able to take a few wickets this year. It's just about enjoying my game, enjoying the game, and tr- trying to get out there and express myself. Yeah, you had a pretty full-on summer taking on India. We'll get to that in a little bit. But what's it mean to you to come back as a senior player in the Australian team and play domestic cricket and play out the rest of the season? Yeah, I think it's been massive, to be honest with you, uh, to come back and be able to pass on a little bit of knowledge here and there and uh, just be around the younger younger guys. I was only rooming, rooming with uh, Ollie Davies the other day in uh, Tasmania for our one-day game. So that, that was pretty pretty interesting just to... I'd Pete Siddle in, in our room, sitting on the lounge, having a chat, and then there was Ollie Davies, who was what about twelve years or so younger, younger than than Sids and I. So it, it's pretty amazing. But I've really enjoyed getting back. Um, so I'm pretty lucky that uh, I'm not the only Australian guy who's been back here. But playing with Mitch Stark a lot this year, it's been been brilliant fun. Would like to see a few more Aussie guys spend out a little bit more time for playing for New South Wales, but uh, they've got bigger, bigger problem problems to to deal with with the IPL just around the corner. Yeah, just on Ollie Davies, did he say much when uh, you and Peter Siddle were having a chat? 
He did not say a word. I, I said, why didn't he? He goes, I, I, that was the first time I've ever met Pete Siddle, so I was, wasn't going to say anything. So, uh, no, it was pretty amazing just sitting there and having, having a chat with Sid, but then Ollie just sitting there and listening. So I was uh, hopefully you learn a few things. Can you put yourself in his shoes, what it was like for you when you were starting out, sitting around and talking to players who are, have been playing for Australia for, for many years? I mean, you met a lot of those players you met on your on your first test, right? You had met Ricky Ponting and Brad Haddon and those guys. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I definitely know and definitely understand how Ollie, Ollie felt probably that day. But um, I'm, I'm nowhere in Ricky Ponting's shoes, but I just remember only speaking unless spoken to. So that, that was my rule that, that uh, I went with. But uh, Ollie's a great kid. Um, he wants to learn. He wants to get better. Um, so, it, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Ollie. What would it mean to you to win another Shield for the Blues? Because you won back in, what, 2013, 14, 14, 15, 13, 14? Uh, yeah, back into the Ashes in South Africa. So then we won last, won last year. So this will hopefully be my third Shield this yep. year. But uh, I think this one would probably mean a lot more being able to play the whole season. Um, it's obviously very special to win a Shield. Um when whenever the opportunity comes around, but if we're somehow able to get into the final and 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 play well and 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 win it, I think this year would be probably be more important to me than than any other shield um, on the pure fact of just being able to play all all games of cricket for for New South Wales this year. And you're still working on stuff, still tinkering on stuff throughout the season. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, there's always time to learn in in this great game of ours. Um, so. I'll, I'll still be learning um, even during the off-season. There's a lot of areas where I can get better in, so um, always tinkering, trying to get better. Uh, how's the, the standard of the Shield comp been uh, and compared to other years? Where do you think it's at right now? Uh, I think it's been pretty strong, to be honest, um, over the last little bit, especially with the majority of Test guys playing all, all games of um, for the whole summer, you look at Marnus, um, you look at Travis, Travis Head, uh, myself, Mitch Stark. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Who's going to be playing the whole season um, for for their respective state? So I think right now, I think it's quite strong. Um, I think it can get stronger though, and we know when state cricket in Australia um, is very strong, um, then Australian teams usually going extremely well as well. Another one to mention is Cameron Green, who's leading the runs, and Will Pekoski got 500 in two games. Those two guys, uh, young fellas in the Test squad, who are some of the other younger batters in the country that have impressed you in the Shield season? Ben McDermott. Uh, I know he, I played him in the Shield game. He didn't play last week, but Ben McDermott's been very impressive. I think he's one guy that could can. I oh, know he already has played for Australia, but I think he's one guy that could play all three formats for Australia and do very well. Um, who else is there? Batters or bowlers? Oh, anyone. Who's impressed you? Uh, Mitch Perry for, for the Vicks. Um, I think he's got some really good skill. Um, young, young, quick. I think he's he's going to be very good. But, oh, then you've got your standout youngs, as, as you said, Puck and, uh, and Greeny, especially Greeny. I think the way he's growing at the moment as a cricketer is ex- exceptional. Uh, he seems to be getting better each and every day, and that's what you want. You want that from all your cricketers, but especially your young ones who have just started their test test match um, 
cricket career. So ho- hopefully he can transfer his uh, technique and the way he's going about his, uh, the way he's going about his business here in Shield cricket into Test Test match cricket. We saw a, a little glimpse of that at the SCG here where he. Smacked, smacked in India around in the second innings, um, but I think he's a massive talent. And when he when he gets that first break breakthrough with the ball in Test match cricket, he will uh, hopefully settle down a little bit and and uh, go into his work. Mm. How, how was he uh, as a young fellow in the, in the squad? Was he a quiet type? Did you guys have trouble cracking him? Oh, he's a lovely guy. Um, mm. That's that's first first and foremost. But uh, yeah, he's obviously very quiet, especially in and around the change rooms. Um, but he, he had his moments where he uh, where he um, had a bit of banter with uh, with everyone. But um, it, he's fitted in very well. Um, yeah, as I said, he's a lovely guy and, and someone who I really want to see do do really well. For your last couple of games, Nathan, you're going to be without Peter Neville, your captain. He's uh, going to be absent for the birth of a, of a child and nobody can begrudge him for that. Uh, how big a blow is that for the Blues and confident you can get over the line and win that final without him? Uh, we're, we're gonna, well, we're going to have to. Obviously, it's uh, always, it's not great when, you, when you're losing your senior players, but that just means your, your senior, senior players in and around the squad need, need to stand up. Um, so, yeah, it's disappointing. Or might for for me being selfish, but um, it's a very exciting time for for Pete and, and Sammy um, and Matilda as well, their little daughter. So it's exciting times for those guys, um, but we're just going to have to, the senior players, we're going to have to stand up and make sure we support the young players and make sure that we give them enough confidence to come out and play the game that cricket that they want to play. So we don't know who the captain's going to be uh, in place of Nev, uh, but uh, Steve Smith's come out and said that he... Uh, would be keen to to be the uh, the test captain if asked again. Nathan, uh, you've actually captained a Shield game before for South Australia back in 2012. All this captaincy talk, your name's not been mentioned. Are you feeling? Do you feel a bit slighted about that? Yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't been brought up about the Australian <laughs> captain or the New South Wales captain. <laughs> no, but one thing for sure, I, I don't want it at all. Um, yeah, no, it's exciting that um, Smith is. Um, said that he wants a job again. Um, I think uh, over the last couple of years, he's probably learned a lot about uh, probably himself, as, as we all have, um, but also uh, about his captaincy as well. So I think for him to come out and say that he, he wants it, um, it, it it's exciting. Um, I think obviously he's learned a lot and he feels like he can do, do a great job again. So, yeah, I'm excited by that um, if he wants it. In my eyes, you, you can have it. So we'll see how we go. How's it been as just a player, just as a batter around Tim and, and Pat Cummins, the vice captain? He's a senior player in the team. I imagine he'd be sharing his thoughts as much as possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, he has been. But I think he also he's been very respectful that uh, Tim Tim's a current captain, and this is the way that Tim wants to 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 run the ship. So I think I think and credit to Smithy. I think he's been very uh, respectful in that way, but yeah, there's been times where Smithy's been able to pass on his knowledge. Um, Smithy's got a great cricket brain and sees the game very different to to most people. Um, so I think that's only quality to have when you've got other people like Smithy in your change room. It can only it can can only help you. But Nathan, that might not be for a little while longer because Tim Payne doesn't look like he's going anywhere soon. 
Yeah, no, and Payne's got my full support. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love playing under Payne. I think I think he's up there for one of the best captains I've played under, if I'm being honest. And with him being the, up there with the best keeper in the world in my eyes, I want him to keep playing, especially when there's such a big, big Ashes series just around the corner. Um, this time off for for especially the guys who are only playing test cricket is, is going to allow us to, to really get fit, get focused and uh, making sure that we're, we're firing when, when the summer comes around. So Payne's got all my support. Um, yeah, so he's, he's not going anywhere in my eyes. I mentioned him briefly before, but Pat Cummins is the Blues one-day captain with an eye to get some leadership um, skills under his belt. How's he gone, captaining the one-day side for the Blues? Yeah, Paddy's gone really well, actually. Um, it's It's been really pleasing to see. Uh, he's been very calm. There's been a couple of games where he hasn't really had to worry about too much. Um, the boys have just gone about their business, and I think that's a sign of a, good, a really good captain when, when they allow you to do what, what you get paid to do and what you know best. Um, but even when uh, Tasmania were absolutely flying, they were 130 after 14 overs. So fair to say the bowlers that will get a little bit of tap here and there. But he, he stayed really calm and really collected and really showed that the knowledge that he's – the amount of cricket that he's played for Australia. Um, and I think that's really a really good sign um, for, for a young captain to stay nice and calm and not, not show any any signs or any panic. So, yeah, quite pleased him. Is it any different having a bowler as a captain? Oh, well, it, it's Pat, Pat's one of my best mates, so it's probably quite easy for me to go out there and and, and, and have a discussion about different plans and, and whatnot and, and it's not be too, too far one-sided. And if one of us disagrees, we'd feel comfortable enough to, to bring it up straight away rather than let it linger. Um, so you're probably going to have to ask someone else. Uh, when he's one of my best mates, I'm, I'm quite enjoying playing under him, so... It's good fun. So you can just demand the ball whenever you want it? No, not quite. I've noticed that he throws me the hard overs. And, and <laughs> usually when a wicket comes on, he, he usually comes on and, and bowls to the fresh batter. So he looks after himself quite well, which is, to his credit, quite smart. And he's the you know arguably the best bowler in the world, so you probably let him get away <laughs> with it for a little while. No, no, I'll bring it up all the time. <laughs> uh, just one last thing on the Shield stuff. What happened the other day with your ankle? Uh, you bowl one ball, you get uh, the ball smashed back at you, you hobble around, but then you bowl the next ball, get a wicket, and then you go down. What, what, what happened? It was absolutely huge. It, uh, it's still, it's been a week and a half, and my ankle is still massive, and it's still black and blue. Uh, I'll send you a photo, so, so if you've got footage of it. But um, I bowled, then I checked it, then it was up. I, I wear high Nike socks, so they're quite tight. And my ankle, honestly, felt like an apple was in my sock already. And as soon as I tried to put any weight on it, it was just no good. I just knew I had to bowl two more balls and that was my day done. So, yeah, it was a bit of mayonnaise there probably, but geez, it was sore. Well, I didn't know what happened. It looked like you got sniped from the from the top of the oh, grandstand. It, it honestly felt like it broke my leg there at one stage. I'm very lucky that it didn't hit any bone. It just hit, hit uh, just above the ankle. I'll tell you one thing that's uh, remarkable about your career, Nathan, is that you've only missed f- four tests, three or four tests since you made your debut, none through injury. Uh, what do you put your longevity down to? Bit of luck, I guess. Um, oh, a lot of hard work, though. To, um, 
as well. I do a lot of work with Tom Carter behind the scenes. Um, and he's, he's very good. He's probably the best in the business in my eyes in, in physical training. And, and he's been very good mentally for me too. Someone who I can either vent to or, or talk through um, different, different problems, whether that's on the field or off the field, whether it may be, uh, he's turned into one of my best mates as well, but um, a lot of work away from the game to, to try and stay fit and try and stay as healthy as I can. Yeah, you and Mitch Johnson, very similar physiques, right? No, I've probably got Mitch covered. I've got pinned Mitch once. <laughs> Even three three counting, you're out, Mitch. Unlucky. You pinned him? Yeah, pinned him in Zimbabwe. You can call him up and ask him. Uh, we'll have to get his take on that matter. Uh, was it a handicap match? Was it like six on one or something? No, 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 just me versus him. Right. Um, talking about uh, your test career, you're up to 100 test matches. Congratulations on achieving that mark. 13th Australian to do that um, against uh, India this summer. Uh, obviously, a tough one for the Aussies. Have you had a chance to reflect on how the summer went down? Oh, yeah, massively. Um, thought about it for ages, especially after a couple of weeks after um, having Big Bash off to spend a bit of time with uh, Emma and the kids. It's been, it was really nice. Um, to spend that time at home but it was also a great time for me to re- reflect personally and, and as a team as well of where we probably could have gone better um, what we did well but probably where we where we um, where we went wrong I guess yeah and what are some of those areas you identified oh, I think it was the basics the, the basics if you look at the basics if, um, if we held on our catches, I think that we're talking to uh, talking a different uh, result. If I'm, if we're being honest, uh, I know we didn't probably score the score the amount of runs that we wanted, but I think our fielding uh, let us down. If we're, if I'm being brutal, brutally honest, yeah. What what about yourself, Nathan? Your, your own performance nine wickets in that series. You're headed into that series on three ninety uh, on ninety six Test matches. Did you allow yourself to look to to the hundredth test, the, to the four hundredth wicket, probably a bit too much? No, no, probably not. Um, I, I didn't really think about it. It's just the way the way the the cookie crumbled. I guess um, I was still happy with the way the ball come out out of my hand, but we just missed big opportunities. Um, and like I've got just one opportunity in my head right now. If if Pony catches those little nicks off off pant on seven. In, at the SCG test, we're, we're talking totally different re- result here. Um, I back us to bowl, bowl India out when that, that was just before lunch, I think it was, um, on, on day five. So that, that, that's, that's a big moment and I'm never going to blame anyone for dropping catches because I know how much work we put into it. So it's just part of cricket, unfortunately. So that, that's one big area for me that I sit back and reflect a lot on. How are you feeling um, about your game now? Because we spoke to a lot of your teammates in the lead up to your hundred Test match, and a lot of the uh, the talk was about how you've debuted actually like eighty five times. Uh, you always get a little bit nervous for uh, going out there to play a Test match. Are those nerves settled now? Are you a more confident place walking out to the middle? <laughs> I'm not nervous. <laughs> I'm not nervous because I'm worried about my performance I'm, I'm nervous because I care about the team so much and I want the, want the team to do well um, so yeah I probably have debuted about 85 times but that's on the back of me caring and wanting my teammates to do well and, and wanting the team to do well as well so um, 
have, have I changed? And am I? Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely changed the um, hundred test matches in, into my career. I'm definitely confident on what I'm what I'm out there to achieve and how I'm going to do it, go about it. So, yeah, I'm feeling confident, but uh, there's always room for improvement. It was uh, maybe late last month you joked about how you'd like the Ahmedabad curator to come over and work in Australia, get some <laughs> of those some of those pitches to turn from uh, basically day one. Uh, what did you make of, of the pitches this summer? Um, oh, that's a hard one when you when you ask a former curator that. Um, well, you should know better than anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you ask me, two of the venues were way too far in the batter's favour. Mm. There you go. Yeah, because they weren't, it felt like it wasn't the traditional wickets we'd expect. Uh, Sydney didn't crumble and the Gabba didn't provide that pace and bounce. Yeah, yeah, which, which was disappointing. And I know how hard it is to create wickets and, and good good cricket wickets. So I'm never going to sit here and and um, criticise any curator uh, or what whatever. So it it was disappointing it didn't happen that way, and I, I know the curators would be disappointed. They they would uh, want want to see the the game pan out like like they did. Um, yeah, so the gabble the gabble was a big one for me. It was um, it probably felt like uh, we started on a on a day day three normal test wicket to to what we normally normally play on. So it was a bit bit harder and, and a lot slower than what we than what we were used to or probably hoping for. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing that the team couldn't get to South Africa for, for health reasons. Were you itching to get back out on the test arena just to sort of put behind that India series and sort of uh, get back on the wagon straight away? Is that, maybe that's the wrong expression, but you know what I mean? Get back out there straight away? Yeah, no, no, I, I totally get you and, and I totally agree with you. I think uh, especially when the test championship was still up for grabs and um, – for for us, I think I think it, it's quite disappointing that we're not we're not there. Uh, I know for me, I'm, I'm really disappointed that we're not not going to be competing in that uh, Test Championship. Uh, knowing the quality of uh, people and and cricketers that we've got in our change room, so yeah, I was I was really looking forward to getting to South Africa, getting back on the park, and, and start playing the positive brand of cricket that um, that we know that we can play as Australian cricketers. Yeah, Australia lost a couple of points for slow over rates in the Melbourne Test match. Were you guys aware of that happening at the time? Oh, I remember a brief conversation about it. Um, I tend to get through my overs pretty quickly, so it's not not usually on my radar. Um, even though the Shield season, we tend to find ourselves five overs down, and then suddenly Gary's got to get the ball and, and go through <laughs> the overs really really quick, but. Um, I remember something brief about it, um, but to be honest, we can't blame the overrate. We just we weren't good enough. Yeah. Okay. Is it something you guys are, are mindful of, though? Uh, you know, one of the big things of watching Australian cricket growing up was how the Aussies jogged between overs and really wanted to keep it up tempo thing. Is it still the same thing for you guys? Oh yeah, definitely. I think that provides a really good energy for for our bowlers to to run off. If I'm being honest, uh, what 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 really hurts us today is the, um, and this is me just thinking right now is is that how many times the batters call for gloves, call for drinks, something's wrong with the sight screens, someone's standing up in row row fifty five, 
and someone's waving, whatever it may be. Um, you could go out, I could go out back there and not with, with our side screen and, and <laughs> wouldn't notice. I've faced a couple of times where it's been black. But um, I think there's just little things like that just build up throughout the day. Um, so we just got to get better. That's, that's, that's the pure factor. We've got to get better. We've got to make sure that we, we don't get behind on now that we lose points and fines and et cetera. Try telling Steve Smith he can't change his gloves. Yeah, well, there you go. He changes every 15 minutes. Uh, you're right about the, the sight screen stuff because I always find it interesting at training. The same fast bowls are running in, the fastest bowls in the world. There are 20 guys standing behind the fast bowls who are moving. Uh, they don't often bowl legal deliveries. They're often a foot over the, over the front ball line. And then no one's telling them to stop or get out of the way. But when it comes to a test match, there's a person in row 35 seat Z and they've got a pink shirt on and they have to move them. I just... Uh, yeah, don't start me. But <laughs> now we're starting to talk about batters. Well, that's an, that's an area we know very little about. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to the batters. Well, me, me more than you, Nathan. Uh, how about the, t- the team morale throughout the, the series, even though it was a losing summer? How was the, the sort of vibe around the, the camp? Uh, it was actually really good. Everyone keeps talking about how hard the bubbles were and et cetera. But uh, I, I found the bubbles really, really good. Um, probably forced the team to hang out a lot more, especially in uh, the likes of Sydney and Brisbane where, where, where we were in a very tight bubble. Um, and I think just a pure fact around that time of the year, there was a lot of big bash on uh, Christmas, New Year, all that. So we tended to hang together for a quite a fair bit. And there was a lot of team dinners down in the down in the team room, or or a couple of beers, or, or or whatnot. So it was actually I actually really enjoyed it. The it's a really good group, the test group at the moment. Um, there's a lot of lot of good banter, um, but a very good healthy healthy mix there, and a lot of very very close mates. Um, so yeah, it's very good. Can we get uh, who you're going to support in the World Test Championship final? How Australia's not there? Not going to watch. <laughs> not going to watch it. Nah, nah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I think the best team in the world is is India. Um, so, who, who finished on top? India did, yeah. So, am I right in saying they get to choose the ball? I don't know the the exact conditions yet. I don't think the playing conditions have been released. There isn't. There is a reserve day, but the exact playing conditions have yet to be released yet. I think. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that the team who finished on top got to choose the ball. So, if it was. If it was Australia versus uh, New Zealand, we wouldn't play with the Duke ball because the quality of swing bowling of uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand, uh, Southian, Southian Bolton, etc. So it's like little things like that that's going to play a, a massive role in it. Where I think if they play with the Duke ball, I think New Zealand will will come into play. Yeah, very interesting. So what are you going to do now? Um for the rest of the year, there's no test matches until Afghanistan and then obviously the Ashes. So what's your winter look like? Um, bit of fitness, bit of, bit of um, family time, a lot of family time actually, um, a bit of football. Just uh, just a really good time to recharge, reset my goals um, and, and really just make sure that come the, come the summer the I'm in a really, really good headspace and fit, healthy, bowling well, batting well, fielding well. Just, just be normal for a bit as well, which is going to be really nice. Is that something you try and do each 
end of summer to try and sort of recalibrate your goals and, and sort of reset and see where you're at? Uh, it's been quite hard over the last 10 years, to be honest with you. This is the first year in 10 years that I won't have been overseas. Um, so it's usually back-to-back tours with a, the odd break here and there, but this I'm very lucky now that I'm going to have a chance to really be able to reset my goals, think about where I want to get to and what I want to achieve, what, the, what I want the team to achieve in my eyes. So um, it's going to be a really good opportunity to, to sit down and reset some, some big goals. Is it, is it too far out to, to look at the Ashes? So have you sort of got one eye on them at the moment? I've got two eyes on them. Don't worry <laughs> about that. No, no, it's definitely not too far out. It's just this, this time will fly by. Um, and then you'll know that we're playing Afghanistan in Hobart. Then, then the first test is around the corner and there's going to be a lot of media attention, attention like there always is with the Ashes. Um, so I know I'm looking forward to it and the squad hasn't been announced yet, but uh, I'm already looking forward to it. Yeah, I think the squad's a fair way off from, from being announced. Uh, <laughs> you've said in the past couple of, I'm pretty sure at home tours, you've said a few things in the media that have uh, fought up our English Journalist friends over there, is that something That's you <laughs> is that something you do to um, to sort of take the attention off your teammates and put it on yourself because you're an experienced player? Uh, I certainly did that last time they were out here um, with Cameron Cameron Bancroft and Dave Bowie and Pony coming coming back after a very long long delay. I, I thought there was an opportunity for me to to uh, get out there and take a bit of brunt of the media to take a bit of pressure off those guys. So um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'll be doing that this year. I think there'll be enough media attention on me anyway. So we'll just uh, go out there and, and uh, prepare and make sure that we're doing everything we, we can to make sure we're in a good state to um, keep the ashes here at home. When you said, uh, last one, when you said uh, a bit of footy, are you looking to play, or are you just going to support? <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think I'll get a run with any of the rugby league teams. But uh, even though your Tigers looking for a halfback, aren't they? Uh, a couple of positions, mate. You could one to seventeen, I reckon. Uh, no, I'm looking to uh, be heading down and watching a couple of Raiders games. I know um, Starkey's already put one in the bank with uh, Emma, who is a mad West Coast fan here, that uh, we're going to watch the Giants be uh, West Coast. So should uh, should be all right. As long as Emma doesn't wear the jersey, we'll be right. Well, mate, uh, all the best with uh, the winter. Thanks again for having a chat. And congratulations on 100 Test matches again. It's uh, an achievement that shouldn't be overlooked. And uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Sammy. Appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast. We will be back next week. But until then, for all your live scores, breaking news and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.